Today on Unexpected Hauntings, what do you do when you realize that you have called an entity into your house? What do you do when you realize that your college is very haunted in the workplace? And lastly, we hear a story of a gruesome tale of a guy that took his life by hanging himself in a garage in a haunted house. More coming up for you on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Stay tuned, spooky listeners. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at Unexpected Hauntings 739 at gmail.com This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unexpected Hauntings. This is episode 32, and we are so happy to have you today. If this is your first time coming into listening to this podcast, then make sure to subscribe to our Apple podcast or follow us on Spotify, wherever you guys like to listen to podcasts. We've got five or six different um, platforms that you can listen to us on, so you're more than welcome to do that as well. But also, I was going to talk about a good buddy of mine um, that is just now doing graphics, and he's actually doing a really, really good job. Um, And let me pull up his um, page on Instagram. He's got a page on Instagram, and um, it's really cool. It's called Rest Graphics. He did a really cool graphic for Unexpected Hauntings. I'm thinking about actually putting that in the artwork for today's episode just to kind of promote that for him and get him started because he's he's new at it and for him to be new at it it's actually really nice and really clean um so yeah give him a look uh, on instagram i'm pretty sure he'll probably be on fiverr as well i'm not sure but as uh the name is rest graphics all all together and um if you want he might do some commission so um I'm sure that he would be really um, grateful for all of the love and support for what he's doing. Um, it's just a thing that he's doing on the side, but does a really great job with. So I uh, just wanted to mention that. But on today's episode, we've got some really great, crazy ghost stories for you guys. I know it's been a while since we've actually done some ghost stories for you. And this will be a treat. Um, we've got a entity in a home. Um, and this was during their teen years, it says. Um, there's a ghost at college. That's pretty interesting. In a dorm room. <laughs> I guess in the dorm room. Um, and then a haunting of 258 Griggs Street. Um, it's very interesting how all these stories, they don't really tie together. But they kind of give the same assumption that is there really something else out there that's not human. And that's why we're here, guys. That's why you guys have joined this podcast channel to find out the unknown and 
just figure that out for ourselves. So here we go, guys. We're going to go into the first story, um, and it's entire, entitled, my bad, <laughs> entitled, I Invited an NC in My Home in My Teen Years. Here we go, guys. As a teenager, I was a kung fu enthusiast. I was into class, reading books, studied diagrams, theories, etc. This obsession then led me to Buddhism, and then specifically to Tibetan Buddhism. Hopefully I pronounced that right. <laughs> Fast forward a few months, and I'm deep into it, and Tibetan culture as a whole. I read various writings meditated several times a day and attempted to follow the path of a Buddhist Vada. I ate up whatever knowledge was available but needed more. The way I went about attempting to gain said knowledge was naive and spiritually dangerous. I would stay up at night alone meditating and after meditation I would ask for guidance from any spirit, entity, etc. That could show me more regarding Buddhism, reincarnation, karma, and anything that felt into those categories. I would then focus on a candle in my house. The room I was in was the living room. It was dim but not dark and I would find myself getting drowsy as the minutes ticked on or bored and move on to something else. I went on for days like this until one summer late night, early morning, a bright orb appeared in the room, hovering and moving about. At first I thought I was seeing things, but then as if to show me that it was real, it went towards the door and made the doorknob move. It wasn't subtle. It was as if someone was trying to get into the house with a locked door. Instead of me sitting there trying to ask questions or see what the ball of energy had to offer, I ran to my room and was afraid. It was comical, really, but at the same time scared me. I'd like to add that it wasn't threatening me or giving off anything negative. I was just afraid simply because it was there in my presence. Days later, my mom tells me that a few nights earlier, while she was getting up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, she witnessed a male ghost standing over me while I slept on the couch in the living room. She sat in her bedroom's doorway afraid and kept silent. He was, as she described him, opaque, wearing a robe of some kind as she described it a fisherman's rain cap. Apparently, the cap looked like the one that is part of a logo for what I believe is Gordon's seafood. He simply stood there looking down at me and then vanished. I had not told her about any of my prior explorations nor about the orb and the doorknob. After this, I had no other visits from the orb or the fisherman. As far as I know, I should say.
So it sounds to me like they, um, the the person that was practicing um, the Tibetan Buddhism. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Tibetan Buddhism um, came across that, and um, that is very interesting. I'm like, where did the fishermen come from? That's just kind of random. Um, but who knows? Really, you'll never you never really know what you can pull out, really of um of like a ghost or whatever i think um is just very unique very unique that these two stories ran together and she's like oh wait that was the same same night i saw that orb very interesting um very cool about how that ran together and i'm glad that it wasn't a negative energy because if it's negative energy um yeah, you need to get that fixed right away. But the the reader was saying, or the uh, the writer, my bad, was saying that um, that it wasn't dangerous, which is good because you know a lot of people can actually pick up on positive or negative energy, and it sounds like this person can definitely do that. So that's that's a really good thing to have. But anyways, uh, if you guys have any questions about this story or anything. Right into Unexpected Hauntings 739 at gmail.com. We'd love to try to answer your questions for you. And if we can't, then we'll look more into it. But um, that was a very interesting story. We're going to go into the ghost at a college story. Um, this, this story is pretty interesting. I think that there's three parts. It's a three-part series. But um, I'm just going to do the third part because I think that that was the one that kind of stood out to me the most. So here we go, guys. This story is entitled Ghosts at a College. Enjoy. It's been a while since I've posted, but thought I would share again now that I have a little downtime. There is an office off campus that I have worked at on and off throughout the years. I first began working in the office as a student worker right out of high school. Early on, I gained the trust of my supervisors and soon I was able to close the office on my own when needed. My first experience with the office ghost was one afternoon, circa 2001, when I was closing by myself. I was sitting at the front desk alone, staring into the conference room when it appeared as if someone walked by the closed door of the room. At first I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me as the room was completely dark and I was just daydreaming, staring at the darkness. I casually mentioned it the next day to my supervisor and she just laughed and dismissed it. A few weeks go by with nothing else happening. The one day I see someone peering through the glass window of the door from the head supervisor's office. I just see the figure of a man and all I could make out was his eyes. 
as we love to have lights off in un unoccupied offices. Nobody really believed me about what I saw until maybe a few months or so later when a new employee was sitting at the front desk and heard our typewriter. Yes, we still owned one of the early 2000s and it's still in the office. Start to type on its own. Anyone that has used a typewriter knows how loud the keystrokes are on one. This poor young girl's eyes widened as she leaned back to see if someone was typing, only to find the empty chair. A few other things that have occurred aside from this ghost loving to type would be turning on the faucet of the office sink on and letting it run, powering up printers that require several buttons to be pushed to be turned on, turning on the television, and everyone's favorite would be opening the conference room door. The conference room door has a habit of sticking since maintenance painted it and is somewhat difficult to open. A lot of times it takes a two-handed pull to open it. Quite a bit. We will be sitting in the office with the door full, fully closed as it will slowly swing open by itself. We don't know who this man is or if he ever worked in the area, but he's just there now. Us veterans that have worked in the office are used to his noise and ruckus, but I have to admit that it's a lot of fun when someone new joins the crew and they have their first experience. So I wonder who would really like to work at that job. Um, that sounds very interesting um, to have that much that much happenings going on with ghosts um, with opening doors using the elevator um, turning stuff on by themselves that need a lot of buttons press that's that is impressive right there that is a lot of activity going on at that college it makes me wonder too how old the college is because there's there could be a lot of history behind it as well um, and also who owned it because the person that's haunting the place very well could be the owner of the college just messing around with people um, you know and that would be kind of fun if you had some new people come in to work and be like okay you want to work the night shift or you want to um, want to stay in this room where it's predominantly um, haunted <laughs> would you like to stay in that room that would be wild because you know if you don't know that and there's like I said earlier there's people that can pick up on energies um, there's some pretty wild um, shows out on Travel Channel well where there they'll actually do that um, they'll go into a house not knowing any history behind the house and they'll be able to depict what happened there which is very interesting um, I can't really remember what that is called um, but it, of, cor of course it has to work with your psyche but um, this is very very cool and you know it doesn't sound like um, it's attacking anyone which is which is really good um, it sounds like it's just a pestering ghost 
that just likes to mess around with people. And uh, we really don't need that in 2020. <laughs> they can just uh, calm down for a little bit as we get through this year, right? And with that being said, I hope that everyone is doing well with this COVID crap that's going on. Uh, it seems like it keeps spiking up. When it goes down, it spikes up. So I hope that you guys are doing well during this crazy, crazy time with COVID. I know I've, I've been saying that a lot lately, but it's the truth. You know, we, um, we really value everyone's safety on this podcast channel. Um, safety above everything else, really. So I uh, hope that you guys just, you know, stay clean, stay away from big crowds because, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even um, spend time. I spent time with family, but I didn't spend time with a lot of family as usual because um, they actually, some of them had COVID, so they had to quarantine during Thanksgiving. That's no fun at all. So, um, and it's no joke. You know, a lot of people, I know, I know I don't normally wear a mask that much, but if it's in a big crowded area, wear a mask, you know, um, you know, just wearing a mask could, could, you know, definitely save yourself from what's going on in this crazy world, um, that we're living in right now. But, um, anyways, if you guys want to write in your ghost story, to unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, I know that the story um, email posts have been pretty slim lately, and I know probably everyone's been kind of busy throughout this Christmas season with work or shopping or whatever, and that's that's cool and all. But uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and get some stories in. That would be great. Um, That would be awesome. But we're going to go into the last story of today's episode. And it's called The Hauntings of 258 Griggs Street. And uh, it just seems very interesting story of a grandmother that bought a house on this street. And it seems to be very haunted. So here we go, guys. We're going to go into the story. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. My grandmother bought a house in 1961. My aunts were all under the age of 13 years old at the time. It was a small, one-story little house. My mom and dad lived in a little apartment across town at the time. My Aunt Linda told me this story when I was 12 years old. So, anyway, my grandma and them started to hear noises, like a man walking around in the house about a week after they moved in. There was a garage near the house, but since my grandma didn't drive, she never bothered to open up the garage door. So for a few weeks, they kept hearing noises of a man walking through the house, breathing heavily and jiggling doorknobs. Sometimes at night, they would hear the kitchen cabinets being opened and closed. 
my grandma thinking that it was my aunts getting up at night, snacking on stuff, confronted them about it. They all denied that they had gotten into the food in the middle of the night. So one night when everyone was in their beds, they heard the cabinets being opened and closed in the kitchen. They all got up and walked into the kitchen. Every single cabinet door was opened and the kitchen light was on. My grandma knew that she had turned the light off in there. That's when they heard the footsteps walk through the kitchen past them. They all took off running back to their rooms. One day, my grandma had my dad come over to the house and she told him what had been going on. For whatever reason, my dad walked over to the garage and opened the garage door. My grandma and aunts were standing there right next to my dad. There, hanging from the ceiling, was a long rope, a noose with skin and blood all over it. My dad walked over to it and cut the rope down. He walked out of the garage with it and threw it in the trash can. Later that day, he left and went home. My grandma and aunts went back inside the house. That night, the hauntings increased. The silverware drawer was pulled out, and it sounded like somebody was playing with the silverware. One day, my dad and grandma went to the real estate office and asked the agents about the house. They told her that a year before they got the house, the man who lived there had hung himself in the garage. My grandma saved up the money and they moved out of there later on. My Aunt Linda told me that every time she, got, she goes past that house, she still gets weird feelings about that place. This house is in the state of Michigan. So, what would you do in a situation like that? Um, that is a very, very unique story. I've never heard of a story like that before, of a house being haunted by a guy that hung themselves in the garage. And um, I just found that very wild to know that there was like still skin and blood on that rope, that noose. Um, and... I kind of want a backstory of why he did it, you know? There's always that curiosity of how that person got that way or had the idea that they wanted to kill themselves. Um, it's just a very weird feeling, too, knowing that. I'm sure that once they found out the history behind that, that they had a lot of um, questions and that they probably didn't go to sleep um, that fast in that house. They probably uh, were still hearing sounds. It sounded like once they moved it from the garage that everything got worse and that silverware was actually moving around. So who knows what all went down after they moved that rope and noose. 
um, because normally whenever you move the move the um, object um, that they're attached to, obviously he was still attached to that rope. <laughs> Part of him was, and um, once you move that out of the question, it normally stops. But it was kind of weird that it actually um, sped up the uh, paranormal activity going on in the house. That is what really, I think, out of everything in the story, really kind of um, kind of just popped out to me because it's you know it, it's not like any other ghost story I don't think that anyone's heard of. So um, if you guys have any questions about this story, write into us because we would just. I don't know. He could probably spend all day trying to figure out why this guy did this. And if he even had any extended family. Who knows? Um, and it's always cool to kind of go back in history books and um, research, you know, who lived to the house before you and all that stuff. That's why whenever I get my own house, I am getting it built. <laughs> I'm going to try to get it built because um, you never really know who has been there I mean you probably you do but you know and of course if it's not a house that's built then it's probably going to be a house that I know the owners well researched the house it's not haunted I love now granted I've loved to go to haunted houses I've gone to multiple but I would not live there I would not not live there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't set foot in there or go to sleep in there, um, because that is just insane. Um, I was actually watching a show the other day, and on this show, I'm probably not going to say the actual name because I don't know if copyright or anything will go on. But basically, they go to these haunted asylums and um, they basically spend the night in that place. They do a full-on lockdown. Uh, no one in the whole facility. It's either a broken down asylum or hospital or, you know, whatever. And they do a lockdown, do EMPs, REM pods, all that stuff. And then they spend the night in there. I'm like, that is crazy. <laughs> I couldn't even fathom how that must be or how, how that must have felt. Because there's all those different feelings I'm sure in there um, with all this pain and anguish that all these patients went through um, during those crazy times where the doctors thought that they were actually um, you know actually helping them out um, but in all reality was making it worse so anyways um, yeah I watched too much travel channel for sure so yeah this show is on travel channel but I won't give its name because, yeah, I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> if I uh, if I say the name. But um, yeah, so if you guys want to go and follow um, or not follow, <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. Go and like our Facebook page, um, and uh, we would love to have you guys on there. I I keep it posted like crazy. So if you guys don't already like Unexpected Hauntings on Facebook, go and like us. We keep it updated with what's going on with different episodes. Um, I even post up the links for the episodes. Um, so yeah, go check that out. 
and of course listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or any other different um, place that you listen to podcasts with. Uh, we are there. Just type in Unexpected Hauntings and we are there. Um, and also, I was going to probably save this for later, but later on in December, I'm going to be doing an episode, an origin story, and it's going to be very interesting. I'm going to try and, and find some stories of personal stories of this as well, but I'm going to be doing an origin story of Krampus. That's right, Krampus. Um, and I know that this is actually um, being recorded on the 6th of December. So Krampus was actually Friday where they celebrate Krampus coming back. And it's, it's very interesting. I don't think I've ever really looked into the um, ideolo- ideology of it, if I can say that word. <laughs> ideology of Krampus and how interesting it is. Um and of course, it's mostly a story for um, overseas, but it would still be very interesting to look into. So that will be going on to the very last episode of this year for December. So be on the lookout for that. And um, yeah, I think that's it. So I hope that you guys have a great day. And thank you for listening to Unexpected Hauntings. And I hope that you guys have a great night.